Regina Nissan is the presenting sponsor of the Off the Hosel podcast. And this month, you can choose your vehicle and your bonus during the big thrill sales event. You can lease the new 2021 Nissan Murano for as low as $193 biweekly for 39 months with $950 down. Or check out the new 2021 Nissan Sentra, leased as low as $54 weekly for 60 months with $0 down. Make sure to head down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan. Or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Or check them out on social media at Nissan Regina. Drive Nissan. Harbor Golf Club and Resort offers an exciting challenge to all levels of golf enthusiasts. This 18-hole championship golf course is situated on the bluffs overlooking the scenic Lake Diefenbaker in Elbow, Saskatchewan. Feast your eyes on the panoramic views of miles of sandy beaches, the lake, and our spectacular golf course. Take the opportunity to get away from life's hustle and bustle and support local by planning your next day trip to Harbor Golf. Use off the hosel code on your next booking and get 20% off green fees and a $20 food and beverage voucher for your foursome. Offer not applicable with any other promotion. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel. This is episode 71. My name is Drew Koser, and I'm your host. And I'm joined back in the saddle, back in the pit, my brother, my co-host, Troy Koser. Hey! He's back. It's been a while, boys. It's been a while. <laughs> He's back. Sorry for your ears out there. That's all good. Uh, yeah, if you're watching in your uh, vehicles, remember to turn down your vehicle for the intro. <laughs> Uh, no Danny H today, no picking machine. Um, what's that game he plays? Pickleball? No, that game he plays all the time. Beer pong. Cut, start, bench. Oh, in the doghouse. In the doghouse with Danny H. So no, no Danny H this week, but we miss him. We're joined by uh, Turner Ripwinger. The intern. I'm not going to yell on the mic, but what's going on, fellas? <laughs> Sorry about your ears. Yeah, I appreciate that. It was, uh, it's been a few weeks since I've been here, so. Yeah. Well, happy to have you back. Turner, welcome back on board. Before we get into this too far, this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Number one place to get your next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle-related needs. They're located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. I was there today, driving Nissan. How was your experience? Oh, it's top-notch. You know, sick vehicles, Nissan. It's the best. Check them out. Awesome. Troy, why don't you rip off where we're always uh, recording from? Divots Indoor Golf on Rochdale Boulevard. Uh, closed for the season, but we'll be back up and running here come fall time once the snow hits. Uh, seven great simulators. We've got uh, fully stocked bar, great food, great people. The old saying is uh, make divots. Don't play them? No. Play divots, don't make them. Ah, see? There it's it a while. is. A little yeah. rusty. That's little right. Rusty. Well, you're better, than, you're better than Dan last time. He's like... Yeah, we're at Divots, and I don't have the card in front of me, but it's on <laughs> Rochdale, and come on down. So uh, that was a little better. But uh, Turner, what's going on, man? Not as much. I don't know. Just playing golf almost every day. Living nice. Life. Yeah. 
Nice. No job. No job. It helps. <laughs> Nissan maybe hiring a new wash boy. No. No. Okay. Well, if you need a job, Nissan has all those for you. Yeah, um, there you go. Troy, it's Drew. been a while. It's been a long while. I haven't seen you in a long time. It's been a few weeks, yeah. How are things you want to tell everyone that's watching and listening in the vehicles right now? Where have you been and what have <sighs> you been up to? Been very, very busy, boys. Uh, we sold our house. I think the last time I was on the podcast, we had just sold. We uh, moved into Regina. We're homeless here for three weeks. Shit. But uh, back at mom and dad's for 18 days, 40 years old, living back at home. I didn't get laid off thanks, my job. Th thanks, mom and dad. I appreciate everything you're doing. <laughs> I didn't doing. get fired. I, I got, got laid, laid off. off. You wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's uh, transition. Life's pretty good. We're heading back to the city full time. So uh, I've been quite busy with the moving in and moving out process. Uh, actually got some golf in, so that was good. Nice. Got the new clubs uh, swinging. Let's Taylor talk about in. it. As we're recording this and, and you're watching this, it's May 11th. Uh, Troy went out with golf today. And actually, people just texted me asking if I played and how the greens were. Uh, so why don't you give a rundown on how the greens and the course was out yeah, where they were. Brad out at Avonlea today, uh, let myself and a friend of mine, Scott, we uh, went and played 18. Hadn't swung the new clubs other than indoors, and I'll tell you, hitting them straight. And What kind of clubs? TaylorMade. SimMax, yeah. too. You Sponsored know. athletes? Yeah. Uh, Is that any good? Amateur golfer. Is that any good? Am I even an amateur? Just say you're a sponsored athlete. I'm just a sponsored <laughs> athlete. But no, we, uh, we went out to Avonlea today. It was uh, beautiful. 20 degrees out, no wind. Course is really, really, really good shape. Nice. I think it needs some more rain and some hot days. Uh, a lot of the greens are in really good shape. Um, Brad even mentioned a couple of greens were, you know, little. Winter kill? Yeah, but they will come around. Yeah. Um, but all in all, hell of a round. I shot a 90, so laugh all you want. I'll take it. I'm always 90. I wasn't a laugh. No, I know. 90 or better, I'm a happy camper. I don't play like you two young guys all the time. So, um, but I did notice the new clubs definitely, definitely helped my game. So, Yeah, thanks I, to Mike Langham. I ended up beating Scotty by nine. So He bought beers and that was it. Yeah, and hot, hot dogs. And hot dogs. And hot dogs. Nice. You? What's your golf game up to these days? Nah, let's go to Turner first. Okay. He actually had a golf trip this past oh. weekend, so let's talk about your golf trip. Yeah, I, uh, I went up to White Bear with my buddy. Don't be so shy. Speak Parker Philzak. Dad's part owner at Divots Indoor Golf. Oh, nice. Um, you know, we golfed twice at uh, White Bear and once at Kenosi. Both are in great shape. Both are very tough courses. A lot of, they're, they're tight, a lot of trees. Um, had a great time. Yeah. And Score, what's the scores? What did you shoot? Uh, um, you know, I was about It's mid a touchy subject. It is. <laughs> I, apparently, hey, he's, he's, he's my partner in the two man. Yeah. It's, it's a touchy yeah, subject. So, gonna worry about the handicap. Drew, leave the building. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I was shooting mid 70s, so I'll take it. Honestly, and they're tough courses. I lost one ball in the three days. So, nice. I, you know, that's, I think that's pretty impressive. So, I have to ask, why is it a touchy subject when he's shooting mid 70s? Are you shooting high 80s or what? No. Well, what's. Uh, we would like my <laughs> handicap to stay where it's at or be a little higher. That's why. Well, you come play with me. I'll get your handicap. Yeah, you play with Troy. So I'll right. play under my name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For the next few weeks. Give you a few strokes. And you were crushing some busies, I saw. Yeah, crushing busies. Love busies. Um, get busy, get wild. Get busy. Get, get wild. That's party. <laughs> get loud. Must be a Molson. Young, young guy. Molson Coors. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, the new, is it a cider? Uh, or is no, it a seltzer. A, seltzer. So. Seltzer. They're unreal. Buy a busy today. They come in small cans and big cans. Check them out. I love them. You love them. Have you had one? 
Pilsner. Okay. That's three motions. <laughs> That's right, it is. <laughs> What's going on with your golf game? You're not answering the question. You, uh, you, I see you're putting a lot of videos out there, putting a lot of practice in around the uh, old yeah, green. Yeah, I'm practicing lots, a lot of content, you know, for people watching. You know, I'm doing a lot of that. I practiced on Sunday or Monday night. What day is today? Tuesday? Monday night for four hours. I actually practiced for a couple hours, probably two hours of content. So playing lots of golf, working on my game, and uh, it should be a good, uh, good summer, I guess you'd say. You got some tournaments coming up? I do, and I want to talk about that after our next couple questions here because there's some uh, upset people in the province. I'm upset, but uh, I do want to talk about last week's guest and the week before that one. You were on it. You weren't. Uh, let's talk about uh, you know Dale's interview. I mean, it's one of our biggest ones yet. Yeah, heartbreaker for me. I couldn't even be there for the, the old Dale trail. You know, Captain yeah. Pork Missile, dog father himself, cousin of ours. I felt bad I couldn't be there. Um, I did watch it, and I actually listened to it. Dale's Dale. I mean, yep. he's uh, very humble, and he's right to the point, no bullshit, and told things the way it is. I know we're going to get into some PGA talk here shortly. Tough that he wasn't on yeah. on the course this past weekend. We'll get into that in a bit. But, uh, no, Dale was really good. And then Mike Banderjack, another one. Couldn't be on there, but, you know, a guy, I, a guy that I watched playing football, you know, he played for Toronto, he played for Indianapolis, he got throw or kicked the ball for the Colts, you know, when Peyton Manning was there. And the Riders. Played for the Riders. He had a hell of a career. I mean, really, really good interview. Um, kudos to you two guys for stepping up. I mean, I appreciate you guys being there for me. So, yeah, thanks. Um, so we do. No problem. The good, the good times keep on rolling. You know, the, the funny thing was actually Dan loved it too. So after the podcast, I texted Mike. I said, hey, Mike, like, you know, great pod, blah, blah, blah. We have a long conversation. Great dude. I'm like, hey, like, you know, what are your connections with uh, Peyton Manning and Tony Romo? <laughs> Would love to have them on the podcast. I heard they're big golfers. He goes, shooting for the stars, eh, kid? <laughs> so uh, Doesn't hurt to ask. Exactly. I, I, told, I told Dan, if you don't ask, you'll never know. So, um, yeah, thoughts last week on uh, Mike Turner. If you listen to it all, and if not, that's fine, too. That was good. You know, just, just great stories to hear. Right? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Deadly podcast. That was good. So he did Fox not listen deep. to the podcast. Uh, that's okay. Sports talk, fellas. Hockey. Right into it. Where do you guys want to go? Oilers. I, Oilers, okay. Let's go. Playoffs, baby. 100 Playoffs, points. Baby. 100 points for Connor oh, McDavid. So can I tell a funny story? Absolutely. So I'm on the podcast. I've been back at home for three days. Okay. So I was sitting downstairs on the couch. Oilers game's on. Connor was at 97 points, I believe it was. Okay. Sounds really right. Dad says he wants to watch the game. Wow. Okay. Haven't done this in a long time. So I'm sitting downstairs in the recliner. Dad's having a couch. juice box. <laughs> having an adult juice box. And uh, oh, boom, right off the bat, Connor scores. 98. 98. Shocker. Right? Assist. <laughs> 99. Shocker. I look over at Dad. I said, you going to make 100? You going to be able to do this? Oh, yeah, I'll be up for it. <laughs> Seven minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> and cold. I'm like, ah. Out cold, boom, Connor gets his 100th. Eh? You wake him up? No. I uh, for sure would have been like, no. wake up. No. Wake up. Next morning. I still I, do that. Next morning, I said, Dad, Connor did it. Eh? He goes, yeah, I seen him. He got the 99. I said, no, he got his 100th. He goes, no, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about that. McDavid, I talk, like another world. There's a lot of news reports saying that they should have uh, benched him here for the last couple of games in Montreal, right? Really? 
Oh yeah, don't play him. He got his hundred. Let's let's. Didn't like Mark Crawford do that to like uh, Wayne Gretzky yes. in the Olympics or Canada Cup? Canada Cup. Was it with Crawford? I have no clue. Yeah, it was Crawford. You sit the best player in the world no. in a shootout. You know, that, that makes sense. He only had more assists than. Yeah. Sorry, go on. There was other uh, local guys, uh, media guys, that were saying, you know, you don't do that to, to start players because yeah. it could put him in a funk, right? You sit him for a couple games for playoffs. So Edmonton's in Montreal last night. Again, this is Tuesday for a Wednesday show. Yeah. So Monday night, Oilers went in overtime. And uh, Connor, another goal, another assist. So he's at 101. They got one game left to go. So happy that they're just beating on the Canucks this last week, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I hate the Canucks. I know a close friend of the show, Dal Smith. He was on Twitter. He's, yep. He even said the other night, he goes, this is a fun team to watch. And he was referring to the Oilers. And yeah. he had a puke face sign, you know. Mike Smith's on another level right now. If they can keep Koskinen out of the net because he couldn't play in the adult safe hockey league, in my opinion. Yep. Um, I take him, but yeah. He's right. so bad. He's, he's bad. He, he, he's so he, bad. He's so bad. He, he makes the saves that he shouldn't, but the shots that you or I could save are going in, and it's just like, it's so, you pull your hair out. I don't yeah. have a lot of hair on, left, but you Honestly, pull your hair the out. reason why he's still in the NHL is his contract. And who did that was Peter Trelli, yeah. who is a. <laughs> meatball <laughs> thanks we're on camera here so i don't want to say it out loud yeah so anyways oilers are on the playoffs canucks are out of course they're golfing already so they're probably playing out predator well, we, right we have to give props to like cole in well of course you know you do. He had so a, I, I, I just you no, know i know feelings, yeah right so i think i said it last week he played i think 16 and a half minutes his first nhl game played more he had more ice time in the nhl than i had in adult safe than yeah. I, I did like that's unbelievable so yeah. like he's playing well um you know he tried to body me yesterday on the post I was like, wow, blue check mark now. Hey, you changed. He's like, I have. Oh, he's check marked. Yeah. He's been check marked. When do we Oh. He let me know a few summers ago. He goes, hey, go check out my Insta page. <laughs> go check out my Twitter. Go look. Nice. Yeah, check marked. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, he'll come back next year and he's going to have a starting job. He's going to play all games, right? I yeah. Mean, so that was just a nice little uh, a taste of the NHL for him to get ready for next year, right? Uh, off season training. Canucks are, <laughs> they're done. Calgary, see you later. That doesn't hurt my feelings. Nope. Right? Winnipeg, thoughts? I mean, boy, they've just been sliding. Yeah, yeah. sorry, CD just skipped. <laughs> Oops, you let me hear one rip. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't, honestly, I haven't watched a ton of hockey lately the last few few days here. But without Nikolai Ehlers, they're arguably the best player, I think, at the time. Uh, yeah, they're in a funk. And they need to start winning, obviously, because what are they? It's Toronto, Edmonton. Winnipeg? Well, first round is going to be Toronto and Montreal, Edmonton versus Winnipeg. Yeah. In the North. And, and like, I'm a huge Hellebuck fan. I think he's a great goaltender. But they're not scoring a lot of goals right now, Winnipeg. So that's my thoughts. No, they lost last night. They lost the night before. Like, they've been on I think there's seven in a row they've lost or something like Oof. that. So, I mean, then let's talk Montreal. They squeaked in. Um, thoughts? Where are they going in the playoffs? I don't know. It's so tough. Like, my dad asked me this yesterday. He's like, like he's like I don't know who I want Toronto to play in the first round he's like I'm like yeah it's literally a toss up in the air who's coming out of the division right now like I'd love to say the Oilers no because we can't beat Toronto (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to play Toronto first round (laughs) no but like no but like they'll eventually they'll probably have to go through them right well no Toronto's notorious for exiting in the first round right so that's what I'm hoping for I'm hoping for a Montreal Edmonton second round but it's different sorry I'm just being no this is good this is good. Uh, uh, Toronto, Toronto is Toronto. Matthews, he got 40, right? He got his 40 goals? Yeah. Which is so funny because... And second guy to do it since Pavel Bure. 
And I believe... No, I'm not even going to say a date. I had carved enough on dates and stats, so we'll leave it at that. I Google know it's it if you want to know. Yeah. But my, my, my thought process on Austin Matthews is, and great player, goal scorer, media pumps the Leafs tires. They do. We all know that, right? Especially in Saskatchewan, it's Leafs, 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 yep. Leafs, Leafs, Leafs. And they're saying Austin Matthews should be a Hart Trophy winner. And I, I just, whoa, whoa. Connor McDavid has more assists yep. than Austin Matthews has total points. Yeah. Where is there any comparison of, of Hart Trophy? Yeah, okay, you got 40 goals. That's good for you. Yeah. But, again, me being biased. Thoughts, Rip? I don't know. He's, I think he's sick. <laughs> I think he's the best goal, goal scorer in the You're world. You're trying to grow the same mustache as him. I, I'm not a Leafs fan either. Okay. I just think he's the best goal scorer in the world. Every goal he scores is a highlight real goal. I would say in the world, Ledovection is definitely. Like, like, oh, he's the Ledovic. best goal scorer ever, but not right now. Okay, uh, here, here's another question yeah. for both of you young guys that watch a lot of hockey. So we're in another COVID season. We got the Canadian teams playing the Canadian teams. We have no American teams. Yeah. Whoever comes out of the North Division, do they have a chance? Do they have a chance going to the, going to the dance? Yes. Yes? Yep. Okay. I say no. Uh, I've never really been a big fan of the Leafs goaltending. Not a fan of the others. Goaltending. They have enough scoring power. But at the end of the day, you need to save the puck from going to the net. That's my opinion. But. Okay. Well, maybe we'll put a poll question out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. See what they have to say. I mean, moving on, what else you got other than sports? Uh, Tom Wilson? Have you guys talked oh, about him? Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I talked, last week we did, yeah. Okay, last week we talked about, about him. Tom Wilson? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, I think we talked about it. We conversed. I think I, I brought it up last week just as you texted me. We talked about it, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah like. Here's a quick question Yes or no? I'll ask you both. Did the NHL. Player safety, George Peros, screw the pooch on that one. No. Uh, I'd say no as well. The only reason, like, I reason, say yes, the, the reason so why, though, is, like, Panarin initiates what happens. Wilson's already pissed from what happened earlier in the shift. He's just, okay, you want to play mess around? Now I'm pissed. He jumped him, yeah. and then he just said, let's go. Absolutely. And you know, for people who don't like that, there's a guy up north, Connor McDavid, who's breaking records right now, scoring 100 points. You know what we're talking about? Tom Wilson beating the piss out of Artemi <laughs> Panarin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kid's got a point. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and I think if you're, if, if you're a hockey person, like I am, we all are, you want Tom Wilson on your team. He's a guy you want oh, on your team. Every, he every, creates every, space. Uh, he plays big. He's skilled, too. Like, he yeah. can do it all. It's and, just like – the whole Brad Marchand thing. Yeah, yeah. You want every team. team in the league hates him except the team that has him playing. Oh yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. So I guess my only thought process on 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 the Tom Wilson thing was that George Peros, who was a known tough guy in the NHL, enforcer. Thank you. <laughs> <coughs> kind of let it slide. Where yeah. Wilson has had some pretty. Well known. He's been fined over a million dollars in his career. History of doing <laughs> dirty <laughs> things, right? Million dollars in his career. Change. Yeah, Can you believe that? That's what Turner said. Million Damn, dollars. Turin, that's nothing, right? So here, here's actually I want to bring that back to that then. If you have a tough guy or an enforcer or whatever in that role, I think there should be kind of like the office. You co-manage a spot. You have, you have the guy who is the enforcer and you have Assist a skilled assistant guy. Assistant regional manager to the manager. <laughs> and you have a skilled guy. Yes. Because I think they see it from both sides. You know, you have 
again, the office. You have a positive and a negative lineup. And you have, okay, George likes this, 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 this. And he likes this, 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 this. Hate this, hate this. Okay, let's meet in the middle. Fine. Or suspension. At least you have a little bit of someone to go, what do you think? Hey, you were, you were, you know, hey, sorry. You were a softer player. Okay, well, I didn't like getting elbowed back to the head. Okay. I like doing that. Right. You meet in the middle, make a decision. I think that, again, no one's going to see this from Hockey in Canada, but maybe I'll just fire a text to Kelly Rudy and be like, hey, bring it up. See what he's got to say. I think BX kind of talked about that too. But yeah. They're, how they want to kind of get rid of the fighting and getting rid of that role. Here's a situation where New York Rangers are pissed off. Well, you don't have that guy. Yeah, true. Go get that guy. So uh, quick baseball chat, anybody? Yeah, I'll- yeah, like absolutely. That. I watched Moneyball again. So again, yeah. Where are you watching it? Because it's not on Netflix. No, anymore. I have it on my iPad. Yeah, saved. Oh, so mad it's not on Netflix. Speaking and of Moneyball, we were just Segway. talking about it. Segway, yeah. Segway. like Segway. that word. Uh, Oakland Athletics. Yeah. Potentially moving. Potentially moving. Turner to Montreal. That was an option. Whoa, really? Yeah. yeah they're talking Montreal might be the new home of the Oakland Athletics if they can't. So get the Montreal Montreal Athletics. No, I'm pretty sure they'll go to the Expos. I'll recreate the, really the brand. The brand's already established. The brand, it's just like Winnipeg Jets when they came back. I guess, right? yeah. So, um, Blue Jays are doing Blue Jays stuff. They're hitting lots of home runs. Their pitching is a little bit suspect. They're sitting there. They're not dead last. Uh, my Red Sox are surprisingly first place in the East. Oh. And I don't know how. Like, 22 wins already this year. I'm going, I don't know. They're pitching staff. Hell, all three of us go pitch for them because I don't know who they are. You know? <laughs> Sweet, I'm in. But uh, I did watch one baseball. Yankees are sucking high titty. I did, I did watch uh, one uh, Sports Center clip when Muti Betts got knocked in the nuts. That's the only thing I watched the baseball the whole, the whole last two weeks. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I saw, what's that guy's name? Guerrero. Vladdy. Yeah, the guy that, what's that guy's name? It's a big hitter in the Jays. Vlad Guerrero? Which yeah, one? Yeah, okay. Bouchette. Bo. Bo Bouchette. Is that his name? Bouchette. Bouchette. <laughs> Man, you don't watch baseball. No. Sports Who's podcast. on first? Sports <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we got to get you into some more baseball knowledge. Whatever. Bo Bichette. And speaking of the Jays as well. At least I didn't say Steve Yeezerman, like, like Don Cherry used to say. Their, <laughs> their big off-season acquisition, what is, what is Mr. George Springer making a year? It's $39 million a year or something know. like that? Some Played million, four games. Million. Four. Back on injured reserve. I'd retire. Well. Uh, okay. Baseball, sheets. you're good? You're done? You don't want to talk Yeah, no I'm more? done with baseball. I'm sweat over there. I'm, yeah, I'm leaking. I see leaking. that. I see yeah. Let's talk some local golf. The Publinks, as I broke it last week, rumors as was canceled or canceling, confirmed. They haven't put a post out yet, but I'm breaking the news. They're canceled. Is it COVID? Uh, no, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. The Central M in Saskatoon, canceled. That wasn't COVID because I seen on our Facebook a couple members, I believe, like Colin COVID. Yep. No, Coves isn't a member there. Um, well, he said it was not COVID-related. Yeah, and then Brian Matowski put, good dude, in quotes. Um, Scheduling issues? Yeah, so I've heard mixed rumors that the course did not want to give up the tee times. Not a fan of that. That's a big tournament around here. There's Nipuin, there's the Central Am, Publinx, Washita Sioux, and the, the Saskam. Knocked out two of the three. If I forgot any of them, let me know. But those are big tournaments. Those are we're gonna ride around the top twenty-five power rankings around. Now it's tough now. Now it goes down the club championships and Nippon and points are higher, I guess. But 
it sucks because I know that they made announcements that tournaments are allowed. Right. And shotguns are allowed. So talking with some people, not happy. And defeats not the purpose of our show by any means, but it, it sucks we can't bring on a guest that wins that tournament. So when is it going to be public knowledge? When's Golf South going to say, yeah, they're done? Uh, that's more of a, the Central Am, whoever runs that, will oh, okay. make that announcement. So we'll wait for that, I guess. Okay. Well. Troy's. 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 Hi. Would you mind ripping off a quick ad read from our dear friends over at TaylorMade Golf? It's not on there, so don't look at it. It's all experience, buddy. All experience. <laughs> Want me to do it for you? I need a fucking piece of paper. Okay. All right. So this. <laughs> just can't. Just fucking. Into our golf roundup brought yeah, to you yeah. by TaylorMade Golf. Our good friends, the best clubs, Sim 2, Sim 2 Max, Troy has the irons, I have the driver, got wedges, got putter, got it all. The golf balls are under it all, TP5X, check them out today, TaylorMade Golf. If you have questions, go to your local golf retailer, they'll help you out, they'll, for, they'll, they'll forward you, or they'll CC you, or they'll send you in the right direction. Check out TaylorMade Golf today, uh, as I can tell, one of our fans in the back there is wearing a TaylorMade hat. It's a nice looking hat. Awesome. Golf Roundup. See, how hard was that? That was, you just, we're not editing that, eh? That was really good. Thanks. This bumped that one, brother. Appreciate it. That was good. Oh, we didn't do a Borussia ad for Ebbs. No way to tell me. Borussia your teeth. Yeah. Okay. Golf roundup. Wells Fargo <laughs> winner was Rory McIlroy, and I know Turner has some stats for the boys, because I have notes from last week. <laughs> Keegan Bradley was not close, as he did not finish no. third place, but Rory McIlroy did win. He did win. He was 52 for 52 inside six feet. Nice. Yeah. Is that any good? Yeah, is that good? And he also had a 370-yard drive. That is just wow. stupid. Oh, and what kind of clubs does he play? Taylor Made. Taylor Made. Is that good? I knew that one. <laughs> Taylor Made. There's a picture up on the wall. Yep. Right. Oh, no. That's so, yeah, that's pretty good. And in second place, he's oh. in close. Fifth last week, second this week, has not shot over par Correct me if I'm wrong. From rounds, take, take, listen carefully for listening to this or watch. Thursday, Friday of this past tournament, and eight rounds prior to that. Yes. Has not right. shot under par. I don't know what he did in the weekend. Over par. Over par. Over par. Second place, Abraham Answer. And yeah, we're big fans of Abraham Answer. Team Abe, Team Answer. And at the end of the day, we're always be Abe Answer's fans. Rory fans, all those guys were fans of. Oh, I was watching golf there with actually mom because she's quite a golf fan now because of Aiden yep. Dale. Yep. And, you know, dad was out plucking weeds or planting flowers. I don't know what the hell he was doing in the backyard. And I said, can you come help me? I said, no, I got to go watch A beer. I said, he's actually getting TV time because he doesn't get a lot of TV time. And it's I'm watching joke. and I'm watching Mitchell. He kind of fell off the board. Eh? He was like going down, down, down. Abe ends up birdieing 16, and I'm going, oof. He's, he's sole second. Right, anyhow. McElroy's two strokes ahead. I'm going, okay, there's two holes left. Rory, come on, you bastard. Bogey one, bogey one, <laughs> bogey one. Of course, he pars 17. 18, though, throws one wild, and I'm going, okay. A little squirrely. Yeah, a little squirrely. Gets on the green on 18. He had 36 feet, two putts to win. I'm going, it could happen. It could go to playoff. Better than most. Well, you got to think, 36 feet, that's, to me, that's... That's a football field. To these guys, obviously, not that much. But no. I'm thinking three putt from 36 feet, and we're going to a playoff. Yeah. Rory ends up winning. I mean, I would love to have Abe on, and maybe we'll get him in the future. But I want to ask him one question. Through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, is there one hole 
where you bogeyed or double bogeyed and just went, man, I that, that every cost event. me my tournament. I do that every event. You, know, you do question yourself. Oh, it's like, well, why did you make a six there when you knew you had five in the bag? Well, that one shot just cost me X amount of dollars or gift cards or whatever it is. Now, do you think, though, in, in a, a professional's mind that they, it doesn't phase them? They just move forward to next week. Hey, I finished second. I got 900 and some thousand American dollars in my bank account. Well, I mean, we have to ask 20 fee now. I mean, he's been well, pretty he's good at always, that. He's always so, the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I, I think Abe's seen success, and I think Dale mentioned on, on the podcast, starting with him at 700th in the world to being 11th two years ago and now still top player in the world, playing on the President's Cup team, finishing fifth last week, second this week. Like, it's only a matter of time. Oh, it's coming for sure. I just wonder if it phases He's probably him. sees the positives, not the negatives. He might go back and go, ah, you know what, I hit it really bad on Friday, or I hit it really – I, I potted bad Saturday. He might see those, but moving forward, it's always like, hey, what did I do wrong, and how do I fix it moving right, forward now? Right. No, but a hell of a tournament. I mean, it's coming. It's right there. It's yeah. right there. Again, yeah, we are pro answer, so that kind of. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, Rip, you, any, you want to chime in more golf talk on that, that event there before we jump on? Uh, well, oh, for- yeah. What were we going to talk about? Member boys. Little DeChambeau talk. Oh yeah, yeah. Bright. <laughs> yeah. Bryson. This is why we have notes. Bryson, uh, what was he? Three he was T fifty. Was he three over par on Friday? Yeah, and T sixty seven. Gets on a plane, private plane, I'm guessing. PJ flies back to yeah. Dallas. Gets on the tarmac. His phone's ringing. He answers it. It's his agent. His agent says, "Bryson, where the hell are you?" Bryson says, "What are you talking about? I'm done. I didn't make the cut." He goes, "You're T." T-64. Then he went up. 56. He went up T- like 10 spots. You're, and made, you're T-56. You made the cut. There was a three-hour flight back to Dallas. Worked out. Goes home. Works out. He said right on his press conference. Went home. Worked out. Drank a couple protein shakes. Slept in my own bed for four Go hours. Figure. Got back on a plane. <laughs> flew back to North Carolina. Did you see where he finished? No. He was T-10. He was wow. t- sorry, top 10. So he left a tournament. Money on the table because I'm done. Comes back and he's getting a hell of a paycheck. Yeah, that's funny. That is that's a crazy golf story, and it also shows how much money golfers have because you can fly all the <laughs> yeah. way to Dallas. I'm done. Go all the way back to North Carolina. Come back, have yeah. a couple good rounds of golf, and you're getting some more bang Another for your thing buck. Another thing about jumping tons of spots in that tournament. Rory was tied for 72nd yeah. going into Friday. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts. And long overdue, by the way, for Rory. That's Absolutely. the third time he's won Wells Fargo, right? It was 2011, 15, and 21. Sounds or 10, right. 11, 21. Yeah. yeah. We'll find out tomorrow morning. Yeah, someone um, carved me on my dates <laughs> on that. So. Yeah, I, funny that you brought up, like, how he, I remember he went home, worked out, whatever. I was in a tournament one time in Nippon, 2017. Mom told me the story the other day yeah. about you. I, I never knew this. So uh, I'm in the 2017 Provincials, my last year of junior to make junior nationals. Never did. Um, I finished my round, hop in the vehicle, put the cart away. See you boys. See you next year, whatever it is. And we're leaving Nippon. We hit up the nearest Tim Hortons. I did a chicken like wrap, what it is. And we're driving like just get past. And then you see the sign. I believe it was Tobin Lake was like 15 K away. And a buddy of mine, Zach Hurd, really good player. He goes, Hey coach, where are you? I'm like, I'm crushing a wrap right now. Driving home, sulking. Dude, you're on the tee for a playoff. I'm like, you shitting me? Mom, turn that CRV around. We got to get <laughs> back. Rip back home or back to Nipwin and hit five shots and then went back home again. So wasted mom's gas. But 
Um, yeah, very ironic story. And I get where your point is, the money thing, mom wasn't worried about the $12 in gas driving back to the highway there, but it would add up for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, you went 12 kilometers, he went <laughs> three and a half hour flight. But I mean, hey, all in all, kind of the same story. I, yeah, mom told me that story the other night. And I just I, had a good chuckle. I, was just I like, do have a similar <laughs> story too. So when I was playing junior in Penticton, I was scratched one game and I worked out that day and I, I left the rink as soon as guys were coming in for the game. And as I'm driving home, I'm, I'm literally just got home. Our trainer, my trainer phones me. He's like, Rip, we need you back here. And uh, I'm like, why? <laughs> and they go, Wardo's, we think Wardo broke his fucking toes. Dixon Ward's kid, Taylor okay. Ward. Yeah, yeah, Plays yeah. at Omaha now. And uh, so he's playing sewer ball. And we play in the sewer ball in this big area. But he kicked the fucking wall <laughs> trying to kick the ball. So I could drive all the way back to the rink. And by the time I get back there, it's like 10 minutes till warm-ups. I just worked out. I worked my bag off in a workout. Now I got to go play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing about Super Bowl, though. Last, last little, I might have another note here, but playing Super Bowl in Saskatoon, AAA Blazers. Is that good? Just kidding. It was ancient years ago. But playing Super Bowl, and I hate Super Bowl. Kicking the ball around. And, like, the idea of the game is, like, you want to sewer him out, so you're out. Buddy goes one, two. Like, what's it? What's it? His name? The big soccer player in the world? Pele. Him, yeah. Pele spinning through the air, yeah. Whoosh, whoosh, right in the nose, bloody nose. Never played ever again. Seventeen years old. Never played Super Bowl ever. Not in junior. Never once again. Bloody nose for a game. Like, well, for the old guy in the room, what the fuck is Super Bowl? <laughs> well, the soccer ball. <laughs> the team. Hockey's different now. You, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's in, yeah. You kick a soccer ball around with the team, and you try and sewer that guy. You have to hit it what, three times. Soccer. No, uh, sewer ball. Ball's got to stay up in the air, too. So it's like, it's, it's like hacky sack, but then oh, you kick it, you kick it okay. at that guy. Okay. So if I want to hit, get him out, I'll kick to that guy, get it back to me, and whack, you're out. Gotcha. Unless you okay. deep in play. Thanks for teaching an old dog new tricks. <laughs> that's all right. <sighs> but we are running long this week. That's fine, though. Just a good podcast. Great podcast today. We kept everyone on their toes. Yeah, this was kind of like out of left field for everybody. Yeah, wait. Uh, I'm excited to see our phones after this because it's always already blowing up when we put that announcement out. But our guest today, from Regina, Saskatchewan, a former Pat, he's hanging in the rafters. Oilers, Islanders, boys, quickly before we go to this interview, um, thoughts? What would uh, Troy first? I've got his bobblehead and a jersey autographed in person. I don't want to say the name yet because you haven't said it. And now it. we're buds. And now we're now friends. Now Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to do a crowd in the garage? Yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome interview. And... I could tell he was very excited to join yeah. our show. And he even said that he loves getting back to Saskatchewan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for me, I watched him play his whole junior career. I know you did. You were. I was filling water bottles the day. So yeah. I was told his turn. Yeah. You both I were. got some good Yeah, yeah I know. And you know him quite well yeah. as well. But uh, no, I don't want to say his name yet, but very glad he came on the show. I think uh, our listeners are going to really, really, really enjoy this one. So. Yeah, Rip. Thoughts? Good. Uh, I love the guy. I watched him growing up. He's one of my favorite guys as a Pat. You know, it was right when I was just growing up becoming a hockey player. So uh, I still love, still love watching him, still love do, watching him do his thing. So without further ado, Drew? Yeah, you know, um, it's funny. I think on May, it's May 11th, May 1st, we got notified that we're getting him on. We held this for exactly 11 and a half days here. Jordan Everly. Number seven, what number is he now? Seven. For the New York Islanders. Now, as I say, number seven, Regina Pats. Little Darren Zabo. Darren Zabo. 
Jordan Eberle. Um, it's a great podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. This podcast is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Try Rebellion Zilla IPA, a bold, hoppy West Coast IPA that's bitter with tropical aromas and flavor. Rebellion aged their Zilla in a gin barrel from LMD for three months and released this gin barrel IPA as a taproom special. Located in Lumpson, Saskatchewan, Last Mountain Distillery. No questions asked. All righty, we are pleased to be joined by a guy from our hometown, Regina, Saskatchewan. He is a quite the decorated athlete. He has won gold medals at the World Juniors, World Championships. He scored 50 tucks for the Queen City Kids, the Regina Pats, and 50 goals in 09, was drafted in the first round of the NHL draft in 2008. Is that any good? And is having quite the career. I hear he's quite the sticker on the golf course. So with all of that, we are pleased to have on Jordan Eberly. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. How do you that, boys? What a breath. Pretty, pretty good. Right? <laughs> what a breath. All right. Let's get into it, Ebs. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call you Ebs because now we're best buds. So uh, <laughs> first thing is, uh, what's new with you? What's happening, man? And how's it going down in Brooklyn, I believe? Yeah, we're actually in, uh, I'm in Long Island. That's common misperception uh, or misconception. We, because uh, of the uh, the Brooklyn, we were there for my first three years. We were, that, that's where the home building was. So we moved us back to the Coliseum, which is on Long Island. So um, much, in my opinion, much better. It's it's close to home. We all live out here and you don't have to take the train into Brooklyn, which is nice. And um, kind of the fan base for Long Islanders is on the island. So um, we've been out there the whole time and just kind of get gearing up this weekend. We start playoffs. So, um, as you can see the beard starting to, starting to get going here, which is nice to definitely be a little more gray than there was last year, but, um, under, under the guidelines of Lou Lamorella, obviously you can't have a beard all year. So it's nice that you can get it going. That's unreal. How's the weather in, uh, Long Island? It's awesome. It's beautiful. It's, uh, I don't know what it's like back home, but. Um, here it seems to, to hit us a little bit early. It's, it's pretty much, I mean, 20 degrees, 23 degrees every time we just got out, went to the park with my daughter. So he can run outside and play in the grass. And, uh, it's been like that for probably a good month. All righty. Well, Jordan, uh, you know, we want to backtrack things here as we always do in this podcast. We want to know what a young Jordan Everly was doing. Um, you know, growing up playing for the Regina Kings, uh, hmm. more sports you're playing hobbies, just, uh, walk us through a young, uh, Jordan Everly. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, a lot of activities. I had, uh, I have three siblings. I got two older sisters, a younger brother. And, uh, I mean, for as far as hockey wise, I mean, we were playing street hockey, mini sticks, uh, pond hockey, you name it, hockey. I played other sports too. I played a ton of golf, played, uh, soccer, football, lacrosse, baseball. Um, I always, I think it's important. I think, you know, a lot of these kids now they're playing just hockey 24 uh, yeah. hours, all, all, you know, 12 months of the year, you know, you get burnt out. A lot of times you, you get a lot of athleticism from just playing different sports, which I think is huge. But um, I mean, knowing this is a golf podcast, uh, I played a ton of golf for my 10th birthday. I remember the first, uh, when I got, I got a membership to Tor Hill and the Murray and the Joanne Goulet. Oh, the so try pass. I, the oh, tripads, yeah. I think it was like 250 bucks or something like that. Country, we used to yeah. play, yeah. I think I used to play like 60, 70 rounds a year. So, um, I, I had I got that for a few years until we moved to Calgary. Once we got there, we saw the price of golf went about skyrocket. <laughs> it was like you know, 100 rounds, like 100 for a round. So, that that got kibosh quick. I didn't really get back really into golf 
membership wise until, uh, you know, until after my first season in the NHL. So, um, but yeah, a ton of golf for sure. So Jordan, you, you played a year in Notre Dame out in Wilcox, you know, you ripped it up, scored 40 goals for the Hounds. Uh, how was that experience playing out there in Notre Dame? I loved it. Um, I, uh, my family had moved to Calgary by then. So I was, I was in the dorms and, um, it was a place that, I mean, for all the hounds who've gone there, um, you know, it's a place you, you really grow up quickly. Um, you know, you learn to be independent, you learn to make friends. Cause if you don't, I mean, the year can be a very long year, but I, I loved my time there. Um, I actually, uh, got a buddy who, uh, just finished writing a book on the hounds. I just finished reading it. Kind of took me back to some of the days of, uh, you know, some of the mischief we used to get in sliding down the hallways on our matches and, you know, water fights, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of stuff. So, um, but not only that, I mean, you're playing hockey every day of the week, you're, you're, you're hanging, you're working out all the time and that's what it is. You're playing hockey. So I, I think I took a huge step for sure going to that school and, and, uh, in my hockey career, just developing myself. And your academics were top notch too, right? Uh, they were. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say I, no, I wouldn't. I don't want to say I was a bookworm by any means, but school somewhat came easier to me. So, um, but I enjoyed it too. So, I uh, I, I like going to school. My my parents definitely embedded that in me that you know we had to have good grades and um, the Pats did a really good job of. I know of a lot of teams I talked to in the Western League. I mean, school. I mean, it's important to them, but um, you know, they're definitely missing a lot of classes, but there's Pats. I remember coming home from like a 26 hour road trip from Everett or Seattle, wherever, we were, and we got back like five in the morning we had to go to class at seven. So, um, you know, they definitely, uh, put an emphasis on going to school. Yeah. You were a Scholastic player of the year, the one year at the Pats. <laughs> I, 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 I've heard that a lot. I think, Craig, <laughs> I, I think I took like gym, probably home act <laughs> that semester. Yeah. There wasn't a lot. Exactly. So <laughs> I think they're just giving me that a courtesy. <laughs> and that's no offense to any of the people that do teach gym or home ec. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super easy. So <laughs> thanks for the free A's. Alrighty. After Notre Dame, you went on to play in Calgary. As you mentioned, your family moved to Calgary. Uh, you play for the Buffaloes, which is, you know, they're still a wagon to this day. Now I'm curious, why not the Pat Canadians or is it just straight because the family was in, uh, was in Calgary? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know what? I had I had originally planned to stay at Notre Dame for my grade tenure and play for them. Um, but uh, in my exit meeting, I was told I was going to play for the Argos, so I wasn't too happy with that. <laughs> nope. The fact that they already pegged me there before I even got to camp, I was a little upset with. So, um, you know, it's a little different in the junior hockey, and I I don't actually I'm not 100 percent sure on how it works in midget and Saskatchewan, but in Alberta, you gotta you have to get invited to trial as a 15 year old. Uh, is it the same way in Saskatchewan? God, I don't even know. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, well, 40. now it's 15, 16, 17, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so 14, that would be for Saskatchewan, yes. Yeah. And you can pick where you want to go, basically, now. Yeah, it's off. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, I I, I, uh, I actually I got invited to try as a 15-year-old. I think there's like six of us. And uh, I had a good camp and then I made the team with uh, a buddy of mine, Jake DeSeras. He was the other 15-year-old who made it. And um, that was an awesome year. That was honestly one of the funner years I've had in, in hockey. We went on to – win Alberta, win the Pacific, uh, went to the Tulsa Cup, lost in triple time to the PA Mintos. And um, I mean, it's crazy when you're on winning teams, you, uh, you gain a lot of friends and, and you keep those, uh, those memories and, and those friendships. They, they seem to stay a long time. I still have like, you know, I, I for sure speak to at least half the team still when we go back home. So nice. um, definitely a fond year. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, now, Jordan, you, you get drafted by the Regina Pats, your hometown team, a late pick the seventh rounder to be exact. 
Uh, what did that mean to you and your family getting drafted by the Pats? Yeah, the Bantam draft was a, uh, I mean, it was a spark for me. Um, I remember being in Notre Dame. Um, I, you know, I had, a, I had a good year. We, I mean, we had such a good team. We had kids from all over Canada, just unbelievable hockey players. And uh, we're playing, you know, Carlisle and Weber and Yorkton. And we're smoking everybody. <laughs> I'm sure that I made the top 10 scorers in the league were just for my team. So, um, but, you know, I was definitely one of the, the, the better players on the team. And uh, I remember I had to work varsity, which is where you varsity in Notre Dame is basically with eating hall. Everyone, that's where everyone goes to eat and one one day a year, all the, the younger kids, they, they have to work it where you where you miss school, but you have to work in the kitchen literally all day. And that day that I worked was the Madam draft. So um, kids are guys on my team are coming in at lunch. And I'm like, did I get picked yet? Like, what's going on? There have been like four or five, six guys from my team who were getting picked ahead of me. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I knew, um, you know, teams were a little little uneasy about me maybe going to college, which is probably why. And I was, I was a short guy. And back then, I mean, they were picking for height and weight and you got six foot one yeah. guys. And when they're 14 years old, you know, I'm Tubes five foot first round. Yeah, exactly. Tubes goes, you know, he was the first overall pick. So um, I was a short guy. I was like five foot four, probably 140 soaking wet. So, um, but then again, I didn't expect to go that late. I still thought maybe I'd get picked a little bit early and um, I still, to this day, I, I think I would have went college if I didn't get picked by the Pats. I'd grown up watching the Pats. I'd loved, uh, I went to the Memorial Cup. We had season ticket every year. Actually, one year we actually had a box in one year. So um, I'd been to a thousand, hundreds of games. And, and, you know, that was definitely the reason I ended up, you know, actually going the junior route and going to the Pats. So um, ended up working out. So at 14, were you talking to any schools yet? Like, were they contacting you from down south? Not so much when I was 14. Um, definitely when I was 15, after my my midget year. Um, definitely had some contact with some schools and definitely had some interest in going there. Um, actually, before I went to Pat's camp as a uh, as a 15 as a 16 year old, I uh, I went to trial for the Oaks Oaks Oilers in the Junior A in the Alberta League and, and made the team. And you know, out of courtesy, went to Regina after for Pat's camp. Uh, just to see where I pegged myself in, had a great camp. I remember sitting down with, with Brent Parker, my dad and um, Curtis Hunt, who's the coach at the time. And basically they told me like, listen, you're, you're good enough to play on the team. Uh, we want you to keep you, uh, you know, and my dad just kind of turned to me and said, you know, this is your decision. You know, my dad was a little uneasy about, uh, he didn't want me to get caught up in playing on the third, fourth line. And, and uh, I'm sure like every dad going, yeah. kid going to junior, he was a little worried I was going to get, you know, in and out of the lineup, but um Curtis, without really giving anything away, said, you know, we're definitely going to play you. We're not going to keep it a lineup, but he didn't want to make any promises. So um, I turned to my dad. I just said, listen, I, I this is kind of a dream for me. I, I grew up watching this team and, um, you know, made the decision to stay. And like I said, it worked out. Awesome. Okay, well, I'll turn and jump into my next question here. But I do want to ask, um, you know, first game in the Western League, um, you know, you mentioned Brent. Brent's my boss where I scout for, uh, you know, Turner's dad's done tons for me and mm-hmm. and he kind of helped you out but uh <laughs> yeah you want to talk about uh your, your first western hockey league game with the pats yeah i'm gonna mess this up but i'm pretty sure it was in swift current um and i think i scored so it was a it was a <laughs> highlight for me I, I don't remember the goal overly but i, I definitely remember that i remember my first game the one that the game that really visual, like vividly sticks out is my first game in regina um might have been the next night i can't remember we were playing but i remember skating around in warm-ups and uh, music going I just like looking up to the seat I used to sit in watching the game I'm like this is wild right so um 
you know, I got a lot of fond memories of the Pats. I, I mean, going back to even when, the, when I was 10 years old, uh, I did the, um, I don't know what they call it, but the, this, the sixth or seventh man skating, the little kid who skates on during warm-ups or after. Oh, yeah. Seventh man. Oh, yeah. I the literally... record of that. Yeah, I hold it for two times. <laughs> One, I had the flu, and I fell into the boards. Teammates carved me forever. Second time, I was flying around with Matt Hubber. Oh. Oh yeah, Matt. Like, that was, he was one of my favorite players actually growing up. But um, yeah, you know what? I, I did it, and uh, I think the guy that I got to skate with was uh, Derek Morris. I was he was a, kind of the all star at the time, and I wanted to sit next to him. Funny enough, I ended up playing against him in the NHL, and you know, I I still when I see him, I bring that story up. I'm like, you're my favorite player. I was ten years old sitting in your stall, so <laughs> trying to age him a bit. So I mean, you you had a hell of a career with the Pats. I mean, Todd said you were so good as a junior. Uh, you had great numbers throughout all your junior years, scoring 50 goals in your last year, tallying 106 points. Um, did you find the, the success right away? Or like, how did that all come about where you got so good so fast? Um, I, I don't, it definitely wasn't like an instant thing. I mean, I'm watching the Pats and I'm watching this Connor Bedard kid and I'm just like, wow, you know, he, he's yeah. doing things that I was doing at 19 and he's 15 years old. Um, you know, it definitely was not like that at all. It was, I mean, I was a late pick. I, I came in and, and uh, you know, it took me a little bit of time. You know, granted, I was scoring quite, I think I led the team in goals that year, but it definitely wasn't like, you know, an explosion right off the bat. Um, I kind of just got better and be like, just kept getting better. And I think as a late round pick, I, I had something to prove. That was always something that um, kind of drove me was that I had, you know, this prove people wrong kind of attitude. and. Um, I think my second year, I had a great year. I got 42 goals that year. Um, and I wasn't even really on the radar to get drafted. Like that wasn't in my head until people started to tell me, you know, you're, you're ranked around here. Like this, this is going to happen. And, and that's kind of where it took off for me as far as, you know, you always, I mean, you have a dream of playing the NHL as a kid that, and that's a dream, but um, you don't really see it as a reality until, you know, your name starts being thrown around the first round of the NHL. So um and then not to mention after that year, um, the world juniors for me was kind of the, the, the catalyst and that, and that tournament in my first year in, in Ottawa, where we won, um, kind of just gave me so much confidence that, um, listen, I can do this with the best of the best. Like I can, I can do this. I can make this happen and, um, work my ass off as, uh, as an 19 year old going into my 19 year old year. Um, I really wanted to play at Edmonton. I, I didn't want to go back to the Pats. I had a great camp and really thought I had a chance to make the team. Um, and they kept me all the way to the end and finally cut me. I was, I was stung. I didn't, I really wanted to play there as a 19 year old, but going back to junior as a 19 year old in the WHL, that, that was probably the best thing that happened to me. I, I went back and had an awesome year dominated and, uh, had a great world juniors and that just kept feeding my confidence. So that's kind of the, uh, the trend or the, uh, the steps it took me for sure. So I, I kind of want to cut both these guys off here. You'd mess, uh, mentioned about you were supposed to go at this point in the nhl draft when when do you know when did they tell you in advance where you're supposed to go in the nhl draft like it's you know back yeah. in the day before social media and everything it was like okay your phone rang i got drafted now it's you know is it months weeks like how, how does that all work yeah you, you you never really really know um you know i always tell people i was I, they had they should come up with all those rankings. I, I can't remember what they're called but the CHL and then the the all the, the world rankings or whatever it is. And um, I was kind of ranked end of the first round, early second. So going into the NHL Combine, which is an absolute nightmare and a grind, I met with 
26 of the 30 teams. So, I mean, you're going into these meetings and they're asking you the same question. You're literally a robot by the end of this thing. And then not to mention on top of that, you got to do all the fitness testing in front of like a hundred scouts. You're literally like a piece of that. What's that? Sorry. Bless your Sam Bennett. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it worked out for him too though, but (laughs) I mean, there's so many stories you hear about the combine. I, I honestly, like, if I could give any advice to kids to go to the combine, um, it really doesn't, I don't think it really matters how you do in the fitness testing. They just want to see, um, if you compete or not, you know, if you, if you just give up on the bike test, like that's a red flag. If you give up in things like those are red flags, but if you just go there and work and, and give it all, I mean, that's all they can ask for. And, um, it's definitely not fun though. It's tough. But for me, back to your question, um, I had met with the Oilers once at the combine. I'd met with them again before the draft. Um, but I was really hesitant to go to the draft. I didn't want to go to Ottawa unless uh, I didn't want to go and have to sit through the whole first round, not get picked and then have to come back the next day. But my agent kind of sh- assured me like, listen, you need to go. So, uh, once I got there, obviously the Oilers were my dream pick. They, they were my favorite team growing up. And, uh, when you're at the draft, you you know when you're about to get picked because literally right before, like probably before Gary goes up or the team comes up, there's a big camera that comes and literally just sits in front of your face. So you're like, okay. So when the Oilers came up there, the camera, I just like started sweating. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. So it was please amazing. Pick please pick me. Please pick me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay, Abs, I want to talk about 2009. You maybe score one of the biggest goals in world junior history. Yeah, I'm sure you get this lots, you know, you always watch on TSN, the goals, but your goal always comes back. It's on every TSN highlight. Walk us through that goal. <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see here. I, I remember the, the, the Russians icing the puck and laughing. I, I mean, I've told the story probably a thousand times. <laughs> they, they, you know, they're laughing and, and they probably thought the game was over. Um, you know, they try to get the puck out, and I think Ryan Ellis made a great play to keep it in. John Ferris throws the net, and I always thought I – mean, I was literally just around the net, lucky. I, I think it was Kulikov, the defenseman for the Russians, who I play against quite a bit in the NHL. He's a great player. Um, just mishandled it on a catch and dropped straight in front of me, and I just put it in. I mean, it's really nothing special than that. It was just right place at the right time. But, um, you know, obviously very fond memory for me. We went on to win the tournament, so – um, you know, I, any guy, any person who's ever played hockey, you want to be a player that's in the situation at the end of the game to be, uh, you know, on the ice. And I was lucky enough to do that and, uh, just right place at the right time. So, um, we went, like I said, we went on to win and, and that was, that's what made it really special. So correct me if I'm wrong, like was PK Subban on, on that team? He was. Yep. Dude, I'm pretty sure you were like concussed from every player on the ice that just jumped in the that you had concussion protocols after that goal. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that, they might have, with the new rules now, they definitely would have changed it. I might have had to go to the tunnel out. So was that Kulikov that's now playing for the Oilers? Uh, is, is that where he is now? Yeah, I think Jersey? you're right. He was playing in Jersey? Yeah, I'd played him. He's been on a few teams, but I, I'd played him uh, quite a bit. He's a great player. I mean, um, we're young kids at the time. I mean, it, uh, it just, it worked out in our favor for sure. So, I mean, speaking of the Oilers who are my favorite team as well, uh, you get drafted in 08 first round, 22nd overall. How, how special was that to you, Jordan? How special to your family? Um, just, yeah, let our listeners know about all that, all that, that experience of of being drafted in the NHL. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dream come true. Um, you're, it's literally, you're there with your family, you get to, you know, share with them. Um, 
you know, it's just from that moment on, you're kind of, you're kind of have an opportunity to, to get there. But I mean, I, another big thing for kids is, you know, it's one thing to get drafted, but it's another thing to make to the NHL. And then it's another thing to stay in the NHL. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a tough, tough league. And I remember my first camp as an 18 year old, I played an exhibition game in Vancouver and like, I could tell right away I was out of place. I'm like, this game is way too fast for me. Like I'm not ready for this, but it was an eye opener. And, um, just made me work that much harder to get a chance to try and get there the next year. Um, and I, you know what, I was lucky enough. I think a big important part of it for me was just an opportunity. The others were going through a rebuild at the time and, um, they had obviously the first overall pick getting Taylor Hall the next year. And, uh, you know, we, we both had an opportunity to make the team at a young age and a lot of, a lot of teams who maybe if I would have got picked, especially later, um, it would have been a good team, you know, you're in the minors for a couple of years and you're developing. I'm a strong believer. If you're good enough, you're going to eventually make it, but the timeline may be a little quicker or a little longer. So I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to get an opportunity within the Edmonton owners and rebuild and, and, um, and, and definitely had a lot of ice time to develop my game at a young age. Yeah. Rip, for sure. Fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm just reading here. Uh, for sure. Uh, you mentioned playing, <laughs> playing an exhibition game with Vancouver and uh, feeling you weren't ready, but uh, you did spend some time in the American league. Do you feel like that helped you? Uh, I want to say become a better player and become more confident than NHL. Uh, for sure. Um, yeah. So after my 18 year old year, the Pats, we had been, uh, actually we didn't make the playoffs either here, 18 or 19, but, um, after my season was done, um, yeah, I, I got to go down and play in Springfield and as an 18 year old, I think I played like nine games and as a 19 year old, I think I played like 13. So, um, for sure you get, you get a chance to play with men. Um, you know, the, the speed definitely quickens, uh, everything is, is harder and faster and, um, and that definitely, you know, helped me too. And I, and I had a little bit of success down there too. So, um, you know, those are all just confidence builders that I had going into camps for the years, the years after that. Troy, you're up. I know I'm up. I'm just making sure they did another follow-up question. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I was going to actually, We're actually good at the Zebs. Don't, you, don't you worry. You lied. You're right. <laughs> right there. Drew. But Am I'm, I'm going to take okay, it anyways. It. Sure. <laughs> your first NHL, NHL goal. I mean, it was a beauty using the Bauer Supreme. How was that <laughs> classic forehand backhand upstairs? Yeah. Um, once Black again, I mean, my too. first, yeah, my, my first, uh, my first game was any kid's first game is pretty special. You got all your family there, which is great. And then to score and then the fashion that I did, it was pretty amazing. Um, I'll, I'll never yeah. forget it. I, I, honestly like when you're playing it's just things just happen like it's not like i was like okay i'm going on a two-on-one here i'm gonna look off the captain of the team as a 20 year old and then yeah and, and go to my backhand and, and turn a two-on-one into a one-on-one so i don't know why i did it it just it just happened honestly and I was lucky enough to to beat them so um yeah, I mean, it was an amazing experience of playing against the flames hockey in canada first nhl game i don't think you can ask for much more than that so I'm an Oiler fan. What are your favorite memories being an Oiler? What, what's your favorite yeah. memory or memories of being an Oiler? Yeah, uh, for sure. My first game for me personally, that was pretty amazing. Um, you know, I, things that I remember, Sam Gagne's eight-point night. That was an amazing thing to be a part of. Ryan Smith's last game. 
Um, you know, obviously the, the year we made the playoffs, got to the second round, uh, my last year at Edmonton, that was incredible. Um, I mean, I, I've had a lot of good moments, not as many as I wish I had, obviously I would have loved to have won there, but, um, you know, the, the first game in the, in the new Rogers arena was pretty incredible. And then obviously getting to play with Connor and Leon and, and I mean, Nude and Hall, and, and I've had so many good teammates over the years that I'm still playing against, um, you know, there's a lot of good memories for sure. Yakupov. Yeah, I mean, he was a, his first year. He had, I think, led our team in goals too. So, um, yeah, he, he uh, I obviously didn't overly work out for him, and I think he's still playing Russia and doing well. But um, definitely played with a lot of good players. So, speaking of uh, teammates, and a guy that we've ha- we tried to get on this podcast, your old roommate Ryan Whitney. Uh, let's talk about him <laughs> Witt and Taylor Hall. What was that like living? I believe it was what you played four years. Maybe you lived with them for four years for sure, but talk about those uh, experiences and times with those guys. Yeah. Halsey and I lived together for four years. Wits and I and Hall lived together for one year. Um, right. yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the experience. I mean, I'm a 21 year old kid. Halsey's 20. Uh, Wits is like 29. So, you know, the age gap is quite, quite funny but we had a good time and I mean everyone obviously they love spitting chicklets he's had so much success with that with that podcast and then obviously his vodka too um he's doing well but I always tell people I mean they listen to him on the podcast and I mean that's genuine that's who he is he's just a, he's a hilarious guy um you know some of the stuff he says is borderline ridiculous but um you know he's he's a great guy to be around and, and definitely had a lot of laughs that year for sure all righty so now you're in New York playing there for the Islanders. What has the you know transition been like from Edmonton to New York and having, I mean, that team's really good. I mean, these are like, you guys win a lot of games. You're talented. Just walk us through, you know, playing with Barzell and, and, and that whole new, um, that whole new structure. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a good trans uh, transition for me at the time. Um, obviously I had a terrible playoff the year I got traded and uh, I kind of knew that something was, I mean, I'd heard my name in the rumor mill for a while, but <clears throat> once I got traded, it was almost a relief. I, I stopped, had to answer the questions to all the members at my golf course, when they asked me when I was getting traded. So um, finally it happened. And I mean, I went from a place where really you can't, you can't go out for dinner in Edmonton. There's people stopping you. It's a, it's a fishbowl. And I went to a place in long in New York where, I mean, you're just, you become a little fish in a big pond. Really no one knows who you are. And it, and it was almost great for me at the time. Um, and, and I really enjoyed my first season. And once, once Barry came in the next year, my second year, um, just really transformed the team into a team. I mean, we really focused on keeping the puck out of our net and, and it definitely, um, you know, it was hard for me at first. Cause I, I mean, obviously an offensive guy, but I had to yeah. find a way to, to uh, change my game into a defensive style and, and a style that was going to help us win. So, um, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're giving up some offense, but you're winning hockey games. And, and at the time that was what it was about for me. I mean, I wanted to win and we had success, obviously that first year, making the second round last year, um, getting to the conference finals in a, in a weird year uh, with the bubble and whatnot. But, and then obviously this year we're back at it. So um, definitely have a chance to do it again. Awesome. Uh, you mentioned the trade. What's that process like? Like throughout the summer, are you talking with your agent? He's, is he letting you know what teams are interested? Like uh, just let us know what that's about. Yeah. Um, not, you know what, there, there's not really any talk with your agent. Um, 
you know, you know, your name's getting floated around and I'm sure teams are calling and asking as far as teams where I was getting traded to and one, I had no idea. And I didn't even know if it was going to happen. Um, I remember the day though I was in the gym and uh, I run the music at our gym in Calgary and, uh, I'm sitting there and that's why I had my phone in the stall or whatever. And we're getting between, I look at my phone and I see Craig McTavish. I look at my trainer. I was like, I should probably take this. <laughs> I went into the back room and I come out, he looks at me, he goes, so where are you going? And I was like, uh, to New York. So um, yeah, it was, it was a weird day. I mean, it, it's like, you know, I, I, I was, uh, I just been married that summer. I was just about to get married. So, uh, you know, my wife's moving and she's got a lot of friends at Edmonton. We have friends. I mean, that part is tough, but you, you close a chapter and you move on to a new one. And, um, and really it couldn't have worked out better. I love playing in York. We have one of the tightest groups that I've ever played with in, in, in hockey in my life. And, um, I think that's why we have so much success. So Jordan, it's May what May 11th, I believe. Yes. May 11th? May 11th. Yep. As of today, what is your biggest or best hockey memory? <laughs> Ooh, um, I mean, I always, when I talk about best memories, I mean, I associate with winning and uh, World Juniors for sure is up there and World Championships, like the gold there in, in Prague was amazing. Um, and I mean, even last year, the experience we went through in the bubble, um, that was, that was incredible. It would have obviously been a lot better with fans and, and having them in the building and they've been able to do it at the Coliseum where, I mean, arguably it's one of the loudest rinks I've played in. So, um, I mean, those are all fond memories. I still haven't reached the, the memory that I want to get to and hopefully it's about to start here soon and that's winning a cup. But last year really, um, you know, put it, 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 it's great that you, we got all the way there, but when you lose out in game six of the conference finals, you know, you realize how close you are. It gives you a little more motivation and, and realize, you know, this could get done. So um, that's obviously the ultimate goal. So you didn't win any uh, ASHL championships then? <laughs> no, I don't think I did. <laughs> I had a few city championships. <laughs> that was the highlight of my career. So <laughs> I had quite a few city championships in Regina. Those are great. <laughs> Well, city championship—that's that, what uh, I remember. Jojo Mason said he—he uh, he said it was not fun uh, chasing around Jordan Everly uh, playing minor hockey. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I tried uh, minor hockey. So I got a lot of fond memories from that. I remember um, as a ten-year-old or moving into Adam, uh, they our zone in the Kings was so good that they split us up into two zones, and then we still won, which was great. And, uh, yeah, a lot of lot lot of fun memories it, it's so funny the hockey pool in regina because yeah again, i'm a little bit older than you guys but yeah. i remember scoring 40. i'm 40 yeah. <laughs> i remember scoring summer league the game-winning goal against josh harding he's to win to win the summer championship and i was like that's my stanley cup. that's my stanley cup. <laughs> good to go that's awesome all righty jordan as you mentioned earlier this is a golf podcast but we like to cater to our guest so we talked a little hockey <laughs> but i I heard you're a stick. I, I actually seen you play golf before. I've seen you swing the club when I was scrubbing clubs at the old Royal Ridge. Oh yeah. Around. And yeah, you, you, you didn't tip me after the round, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's, it's good. It's, we're, we're good. I, this is a pace is the tip. Um, yeah. Let's talk about your golf game. Your, your, whatever you got. And I heard you like to throw a little bit of jingle. Um, <laughs> let's chat about that. Yeah, I love golf. Um, I feel like as a hockey player, it goes hand in hand, you know, like, it, I mean, most hockey players are pretty decent golfers. I don't know if it's the swing that's similar to the playing hockey, but, um, and then obviously the seasons, you know, they work, they line up perfectly. So 
Um, I, you know, it's funny in my Edmonton days, I was playing a lot of golf. I had a lot of time too with no playoffs. So now that I'm next question, <laughs> you just answered my next question. <laughs> now with, uh, now with being in New York, I mean, my golf time is, it's getting, it's getting beaten up. And now that I have a daughter too, it's probably going to get killed to leave more, but I still find time to get out quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I love, I love getting out with buddies. Obviously golf is like the perfect sport to be able to gamble a little bit and, uh, when you're, when you're, when you're playing with buddies and, and you got the music going out, really there's, there's no better thing in the summer. So, uh, definitely really enjoy it. So my next question was how many rounds a year are you playing when you were with the Oilers and now with the Oilers? <laughs> so, take it away. Yeah, no, I was, I was getting literally probably like 50 rounds in the summer when I was uh, back home earlier. Um, but I mean, last year, I think I only played like maybe 10 rounds and then obviously, you know, this summer, hopefully it'll be shorter too. So, um, you know, I have other priorities right now, but that'll be left for, uh, I'll be like Mike Sillinger one day and I'll be on the golf course every day. It's never stopped him from playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> uh, okay. Now we're going to, I'm going to, I'll make us a two-parter. What's the nicest golf course that you've played at and your favorite golf course in the New York area? Oh, that's a good question. The nicest golf course I've played at. Um, I mean, in New York here, I mean, there's some, in my opinion, it's the greatest per capita for golf courses in the world. I mean, we got, there's Beth Page out here, Shinnecock. There's a course out here called Sabonic on the Hampton that's amazing. You got Oak Hills, National. I mean, these cor- like every course is unbelievable, right? So, and they're all really close. So um, I've played most of them and, and uh, out here, um there's a course called sabonic that's uh, out in the hamptons that's incredible to play i love playing out there i mean you go play like a course like beth page and, and it's literally a nightmare like it's four hours of pulling out your hair so um <laughs> there's different types of of courses that you know that you, you enjoy but it's nice to be able to play them and play them all and kind of compare yourself to you know, when they have these PGA events out there, it's cool to compare yourself and, and realize how good these guys actually are. Alrighty. Off to our segment called Questions from the Gallery, sponsored by TaylorMade Golf. They have the best equipment in the game. It's long, straight, and simply the best. New twist face technology, the Sim 2 and Sim 2 Max drivers, and all of their gear is incredible. It is time you make the switch to TaylorMade today. Team TaylorMade. Not only are you a sponsored athlete, Jordan, we are too. <laughs> you know I'm not an athlete. Oh, you're right. I'm just an athlete. You're a sports podcaster no, now. All right, fair enough. You guys want to go first? Questions? You go ahead. I got, I got mine. But I'll go first. All right. If you weren't a pro athlete, what would you want to do? Oh, what would I want to do, or what would I be doing? Those are two questions. <laughs> yeah, that's a broad question. Sorry. What would you have been? <laughs> what would I've been? Um. Oh man, it's a great question. He's like <laughs> get a gym teacher. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I, that honestly might have been what it is. I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. I've I've thought about it before, but I mean, I was always pretty good in school, and my obviously my my dad is an engineer, my sister's an oil engineer. Probably would have ended up down that field just based on that. But honestly, I have no clue. My 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 time and my focus is always on hockey. Um, I would have loved to say I would have been a pro golfer, but I knew that's probably not the truth. Um, but yeah, probably something towards that. And moving to Calgary, obviously oil and gas is pretty big there. It would have been something like that. Would I have enjoyed it as much as hockey? Definitely not. So <laughs> there it is. So uh, <laughs> at underscore Mike 34 from Instagram wants to know your ultimate golf foursome. 
Ooh, that's a good question too. Um, I mean, I'd probably go with Michael Jordan, um, Tiger Woods, third and the fourth one. I mean, Wayne Gretzky. Let's uh, see, that's a hell of a foursome. <laughs> company there. The gr- yeah. You're bring your bank book though. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. This one, I mean, I, my, my father never bought me a stick growing up and everything was hand me down from the Pats. Uh, I remember getting your sticks quite often right-handed um but uh gross curve yeah <laughs> oh, terrible. You about your flat curve <laughs> have you always had a flat curve or have you made any tweaks since you got to the nhl always I've, I've ne- i know i've you know what people look at my stick and especially guys in the league and new guys on my team or guys are like how the heck do you use the stick but um it's definitely a dying curve all these kids now they have you know the big hooks and the the, the big loft and you know, a hundred or they're like 65 flex and they just rock into the puck. But yeah. I don't know. I I've always used a flat curve from the day that I was a kid. And, um, I, I went, I tried to use a bigger curve a few summers ago and I, I literally couldn't hit the rink. I'm, th- I'm throwing the puck into the mesh. Like I, I just, I never could do it. And, uh, I've just figured out a way to, um, play with a straight curve. And, and, uh, obviously I, I go to my backhand quite a bit and obviously that's, it's a huge part of, uh, of a straight curve. So I definitely have a lot of success with that. Alrighty. How much cash have you played for on the golf course and won or lost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my wife will probably see this, so I can't talk about it, but, um, you know what? It's, uh, I, I'm not, we, we, yeah, we don't, we don't really play for a ton. I mean, back home, my buddies are, they, they all work and, uh, but, they uh we definitely play for a little bit it's always a little exciting you know you guys play golf and yeah. you always whether it's a buck a point a hundred dollars a hole whatever it is it's like it doesn't matter as long as there's something on and and, and more than anything it's just having taking money from people after you win in a golf round it, whether it's like i said three bucks or a hundred bucks it doesn't matter it's just, yeah it, it feels good <laughs> so jordan favorite pga golfer and why Favorite PJ golfer. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think here. I don't know. I mean, I love watching all the, 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 like the Rory's and Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, those guys, but, um, you know, like guys like Jason Duffner, I love watching them play. You know, you see his, his body and the way that he goes about the game. I love it. It's just, he's got some character in his swing and I, and I love that. All right. Um, Favorite road barn to play in in the NHL? Oh, and the Western League. And Western, yeah, that's a good. And the Western League, um, road rink to play in. I mean, I love playing in Montreal. Um, it's a, it's like a historic building. They, the music there is awesome. Crowd's great. Um, road City, love Nashville. That place. I mean, even the game, the rink too is awesome. But the the city, I love country music, love live music. That place is great. Um, WHL favorite road barn. I'm trying to think here. It's taking me back here. I loved playing in Moose Jaw. I loved, I loved getting every time I touched the puck, I was getting booed. Like, got ten year old kids spitting on me while I'm coming off, <laughs> telling me I suck. You know, I actually loved it. I loved it. it, it, it I enjoyed playing at the Amos. It was just great. <laughs> oh, <lucky him. laughs> uh, okay, biggest meatball in the dressing room in in uh, New York and in Edmonton. Oh, New York for sure is Leo Komarov. He's, oh, yeah. he's like one of the funniest teammates I've ever played with. He's just pure comedy every day. 
Um, Edmonton's probably wits too. I mean, definitely characters in their own. One on one, you against Crosby or McDavid? Who and why? Like I'm playing, I'm going You're against playing both against of them. them. Yep. Oh, it's, I mean, it's no contest either way. <laughs> I mean, they're both, yeah. they're both unbelievable. Connor, <laughs> you can't keep up with and Sid's like the strongest guy ever. So, I mean, we got him in the playoffs here too. So, um, you know what? They're both handfuls and they're both, I mean, out of this league players and hall of famers. So, um, and I've been lucky enough to play on lines with both of them. So you get a taste, uh, you know, in close of what they're, what they're really about. You're idle growing up. Um, I mean, my favorite hockey player growing up was always Joe Sackick. I loved watching him. Um, he was, uh, I mean, his, his release and everything about it was, he was amazing. And, uh, he, I mean, as far as that hockey that he was my idol, I mean, my idol, uh, off the ice, my, my dad coached me until hockey Regina wouldn't let him anymore. <laughs> um, Standard, he, he okay. was, yeah, he, he uh, and then he became an assistant coach. So, um, I mean, he was always a role model for me. He, he wasn't a hockey player growing up by any means, but he once I took an interest in my sister and my brother, he uh, he took all the coaching courses and really got into it. So, um, I mean, he was my mom too. It, 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 I have a I have a little daughter now, and I mean, I'm not there yet, but I, you start to realize the sacrifices that your parents put in to take. We have four kids, take us all to different activities and sports. Pretty amazing. Alrighty, I have two more. I don't, I don't know what you have. I've left. got forty, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> we only have so much time. How many sticks do you bring on the road, and how many do you use in a year? We've never asked um, any of your hockey guys this question. No, we have. Yeah. So that when I first got to the NHL, I mean, there's stick racks, and it's like free for all. You you could use a new stick every game if you want, which I always thought was pretty funny. And one year, I probably was pretty close, but. Um, lately, like I'm using a, a, a new stick probably every like few games. Um, once it starts to break in and it's a little whippy, I don't like it, but some guys, I mean, they, they like when sticks are broken in. So it's like personal for it's personal preference for, for the, for the guy. But, um, yeah, right now I'm probably using a new stick every, every few games, every three or four. They're the same as those $25 cohos <laughs> I used to use, right? No, no, well, those are probably the giveaway now. Uh, I probably seem like a spoiled brat actually. Now that I think about it as a kid, I remember I had a TPS rubber for like two years, and that was like gold for me. That was probably the smartest investment your dad made because it wouldn't break the rubber. I still no, have shit. one in the garage. Yeah, right. But I, I did hear uh, Ryan Kessler, I think one road trip, he brought 37 sticks. Yeah, like I, I know I've heard stories of guys using three new sticks a game. I've heard the stories of guys using a pair of skates like every three games, like stuff like that. So, um, I mean, in my opinion, that's a little ridiculous. Like, what do you need to use three sticks for? But, uh, yeah. you know, so uh, it, it, uh, it, it changes from guy to guy. So this is, again, another two-parter. Um, favorite golf course that you've played and the one course that you haven't that you want to play? Okay. I mean, I haven't played. I mean, if I could obviously Augusta, if you're a golf yeah. fan, that's probably everyone's course, right? Right. Um, the course I have played. Um, I'm trying to think we, I went on a trip a long time ago, but I, I remember vividly, we went to Bannon Dunes in Oregon with, I was with Wits and Horkoff and Mike Badano and a bunch of NHL guys. We went on a trip out there and that was awesome. And, and not so much, um, I mean, the, the golf courses in Bannon Dunes are incredible, but just the guys that we had and the games we had going every day, I mean, they were amazing. I think they still did their trip, but 
they still do it and they go around the world and go to different courses, but that one definitely vividly sticks out. The Cleary Horkoff Invitational. I was going to ask. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Abs yeah. left off in his game, his first goal in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why you're not going anymore. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> now with the young daughter, you probably can't go because the rule is if you go once, you got to keep going well, yeah, or you're out. Yeah, John Michael Alston. See that? Show and and he had uh, his wife was going to the labor and he's like, hey, I, I can't come. I'm at, my wife's having a kid. And Witt and them are like, see ya. So that's, that's exactly what happened to me. I couldn't go the next year and I've yet to been asked to go again. So, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I went the, the, I think it was the first or second year. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. You know, I, I do have one more question. I have personally. one first though. Okay. I know first. Is yours funny or sad? Oh, <laughs> Mine's this, golf this, is, this is my last okay. one. And I think Ebbs will relate big time. I, I, we haven't asked a lot of guests this, the humble, the humble Broncos, bus crash that happened a couple of years ago um you being local how did that affect you you know that it was so close to home yeah that that was devastating it, it definitely for I mean being a junior hockey player the amount of times I've spent riding the bus going to different cities um and being a part of a team and then something tragic like that happened it it touched me it touched everyone in the, ho in the hockey community um you know, it was, it was a, it, it, to this day, I mean, it's still like, you think about it you think of the lives lost and um, the parents of the kids and the coaches and, and everything, a part of it. Um, you know, it's so it's, it was terrible. And like I said, I mean, it, when you're a hockey player and you're riding the bus and the fond memories that I have from riding the bus, I mean, playing cards, hanging out with the guys, um, you know, it, it, uh, it really, it hits you deep down. So my brother played junior hockey in the, in the Saskatchewan league. And um, I know a lot of kids, I know even on that team, going back to some of the kids, uh, you know, that you make connections with through the hockey world, because it's such a small world. It was, uh, it was just horrible. Sorry. Right. I just wanted to, no, that's was, good. And I know you had close friends on that bus. Yep. So I, mean, yep. I, just, Absolutely. I just wanted to ask. Uh, two parter here and probably the last questions I would think. Um, yeah. We don't want to keep you too long. Ebs. Well, I'm sure we'll have you on again. I'm hoping. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Confirmed it. Okay, uh, worst part of your golf game and favorite beverage on the course? Uh, worst part of my golf game is probably my uh, – I mean, it depends on the day. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had anything going at once. You know, those are rare rounds when you got everything going. But, um, like – probably my putting it's just like it's horrible which is the most important part of your game so yeah something i definitely need to work on i'm pretty good off the tee most of the time i mean it, if you watch me swing i have a long swing my my the, the head is coming all the way back it's hit me on the way out but um i've tried to change it and i just can't and it's just seemed to work for me so um long irons irons wedges short game like it's all pretty solid but putting it's i've always struggled with so that's probably the the worst part of my game and my favorite beverage. Um, Pilsner. Like, yeah, I was going to say, is it, is it like a fun round or is it like a, a weekday round? <laughs> Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, obviously love having beers on the course and, uh, you know, especially when you go with your buddies and that's part of it too. So it's uh, definitely enjoy that. I'm, I'm hoping that when Jordan comes down yeah. this summer that uh, he can join us at off the halls and go for a round. You know, yeah, I would love that. Would love that for sure. I just hopefully, I, hopefully, hopefully, my season goes till the end of July yeah. though, and, and I don't have any time. But <laughs> well, we'll but next year. And I just texted Silly. 
no answer. So uh, you're safe this one. He's golfing right now. There's no one-liners from Silly. Uh, but, Ebs, I, I mean, I appreciate it. I know you boys appreciate it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast, man, and we can't wait to do it again. Yeah, I appreciate it. I always love, uh, you know, talking to some hometown guys. It's uh, I enjoy it a lot. Good luck in the playoffs, Jordan. Appreciate it, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Ebs. Take care. Take care. Hey, it's me, Tony, here. When I go golfing, I use TaylorMade. The new Sim 2 and Sim 2 Max drivers are incredible. If the best players in the world use them, why shouldn't you? Team TaylorMade. Contact Mike.Lining at TaylorMadeGolf.com. Or you can go to any golf course. They're going to help you out. They're going to set you up. Team TaylorMade. T's not included. Alrighty, episode 71. A great episode. A surprising one for everyone out there. We knew about it. Christian didn't even know about it. Ah, nope. uh, he knew about it, maybe. He knew about it. It was a small portion of people knew about it. Jordan Fan- Everly. Fantastic. Fantastic guest. Really glad to have Jordan on. Like I said earlier in the intro, he wanted to do the show because he likes giving back to the yeah. people of Saskatchewan where he was, you know, raised, played his junior career here. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was great to have him on. And not to mention, he likes to golf. Yeah. And Yamble. Beth Page Black. Sick. In his backyard. I'm surprised he didn't say anything about Liberty either. Yeah. Liberty National. Actually, I was a little Oh, so Liberty Saskatchewan. No, <laughs> no, that's my, I, I, that's my alma mater via wife, right? Oh, yeah. Liberty. There's a golf course there. I know. Imperial. I know. I heard about it. Heard Wait. it sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, thought, I don't know. Thoughts on the podcast. Both of you guys. Like, I, I just gave you my thoughts. Jake Turner. Uh, I loved it. I love, I always catch up with Debs. Uh, I grew up with him. You know, my him and my dad have ties, obviously. So it's obviously uh, great talking to him again. Yeah, you know what? I just big shout out to you know Rip. You know, got helped us get abs and yeah. Something that I did take away from that entire interview that maybe you guys didn't. And I know Turner, you're not here all the time, and I mean, I try to be here as much as I can. You're here all the yeah. time doing this. Something that Jordan said to us on, on, on the Zoom call that I thought was really good on our end was, that's a really good question, guys. Yeah. He, we, we ask a lot of questions to our, our, our guests where they're kind of like, oh, didn't even see that one coming. Yeah, left field, you know, yeah. Where you go on most shows and it's the same generic. Pucks in deep. Exa- exactly, yeah. right? I mean, it's the same generic questions, you know, where did you grow up? Why did you do this? Yeah. How come you're so good at this? What do you want in the future? You know, so obviously... It's better than the guys that grow... Well, you know how it is. No. I don't yeah, know how it no, is. No, I don't play in the that's NHL. That's why I'm asking right. you how it is. Right. So that's it's cool when they I, do no, that. No, I, I did see Jordan. He did, he did say a couple times. He's like, geez, that, like, that's a really good question. And it's something that a lot of our guests have said to us is, that's a really good question. I never thought of that. So kudos yeah. to you, Drew, honestly, for because uh, you do do a lot of these uh scripts up i guess you yeah. call them and uh getting no, some background it. knowledge you know so good on you i mean again we surprised an nhl superstar with some questions so yeah thanks yeah. good job yeah appreciate it um yeah thanks uh rip thoughts on the the pod i, I know you had a, a story yeah um it's well, kind yeah, of funny story it is kind of funny story uh so you talk about him being you know, pretty humble he's like he's a great guy um but the one summer it was 2008, so I was 10 years old. They played in the Brick Tournament, so Brick Tournaments of teams all over North America. And uh, 
I end up scoring a hat trick against Toronto Pro Hockey. We lose 6-3. I get first star. After that tournament, we end up driving to Calgary where he's staying with his family or whatever. I think he would have been 19 years old then. And we stay at his house, and my dad's like, hey, maybe we should bring in uh, your first or your first star trophy because Jordan played in the Brick tournament as well. He played for Vancouver. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, big deal. Like, why is he care? Like, anyway, so we go in, and I, I got my first star trophy. And he's like, and we're like, yeah, I got first star. And he's like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and his mom and dad are like, Jordan, go show him your stuff. And we're like, oh, boy, here we go. So we go to this little cabinet. Three first stars, second star, <laughs> MVP, lean scorer, the puck that he scored the OT winner in the final with. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for making me feel good. <laughs> you know, Here's my first star. Nice James Star Turner. Yeah, Turner thanks, I, I, I'll piggyback that. I got, I got one just, just like that, except that person sitting right here. A couple years ago, uh, a friend of ours that's sitting in the audience, uh, Scott and I and my father went out and played golf at Flowing Springs. This is about three summers ago. I shot a 71. At, at the time, I was 37 years old. I hadn't golfed as much as I used to, right? So I shot even par yep. at Flowing Springs. I was so jacked. And that was honest golf. No mulligans, no nothing. Like, just honest golf. Shot 71. We get off the course, sitting on the patio, having a beer. Right away, I text Drew, right? Because he's the golfer of the family. Yep. I text Drew. I said, Drew shot 71. He texts back instantly. Six under at the Regina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There goes my round. Thanks. <laughs> Through seven. Know? Thanks for coming I out, just, Troy. It like, just totally burns me, right? After like an epic round of golf for myself where I was just like, oh my God, I, I got a shot of 71. Yeah, six under at the Regina. Just like, yeah. Okay, well, there's always tomorrow. Always tomorrow. And the, that's why golf's the best game. It always keeps coming back. Absolutely, 110%. It's the best game. It's an honest game. Can Boys. I, can I throw out social media handles real Absolutely. quick? Absolutely. So uh, all our listeners, you can follow us on Twitter at underscore off the hosel. See us at Facebook or Instagram at Off the Hosel. Eh. Underscore. No, I had it right that time. Yeah? Nope. Correct the listeners then. At underscore Off the Hosel. I said that for Twitter. Okay. Arm wrestling. And Instagram. Oh, and Instagram. Wow, geez. Shoot me. <laughs> Facebook, Off the Hosel. Well, don't shoot because you will. <laughs> uh, exactly. Anyways, uh, like us, share our pages, uh, comment, retweet. We got new hats coming in from our friends at Extreme Hockey. Thank you, Donnie. You guys stay tuned. Uh, sexy. You guys are going to love them. So, yeah. Follow our social media pages. And, uh, yeah, been a hell of a week. Glad to be back, guys. Absolutely. Boys, Turner, thanks for stepping back in the, sh in the show today for Danny H. Thanks for having me, boys. Love being here. Awesome. Troy, as always, it's good to see you back. And a pleasure of having to do the podcast with you. It's awesome. I miss Danny. Turner's gone now. Troy. Just be you and me again or what? No. Just wanted to say, see you, Troy. It's oh. always been fun. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Mike. Bop Mike's. Everyone else, that's it. Jordan Eberly, episode 71. Check it out. You just finished it. So rewatch it. Subscribe on YouTube. Don't. YouTube. Uh, YouTube. YouTube. This is a bad recap. We'll talk to you guys and girls next week. See ya. Peace.